Hello, and welcome to Frontier Strategy Group podcast series. FSG is the leading emerging markets information and advisory services firm. We partner with business leaders at over 200 multinationals by providing them with research, analytical tools, and proprietary data that helps power their emerging markets business strategies. My name is Cameron Nelson, and I'm the managing director of FSG's Asia Pacific division. The focus of today's podcast is a discussion with Chua Cheng Siu, FSG's lead analyst for Southeast Asia, about her recent report titled A New Chapter with the Duterte Administration. Cheng Siu, welcome. Salamat Cameron. Happy to be here. Great. Let's start off by looking at the headline macroeconomic picture for the Philippines. Where do you see the Philippines today and what is its trajectory over the medium term? The Philippines economy is doing very well. It is seen as a rising star among the Southeast Asian economies for two reasons. One, it is recording high growth for the past few years. And two, a lot of other Southeast Asian economies are experiencing some challenges. For example, countries like Thailand and Malaysia, they are undergoing some political uncertainty. If we look at the Filipino economy, it recorded an impressive growth of 5.8% under the Aquino administration. We think it is going to perform even better on the back of continued strong domestic consumption and remittances from over 10 million overseas Filipino workers. It also helps that the business process outsourcing is doing really well in the Philippines, and this industry will continue to drive the Filipino economy. Now looking at the domestic situation, we have seen how the previous administration tried to tackle crime and infrastructure challenges, but with little results. Now we have the new President Duterte, who is going all out to change things. The new administration will focus on reducing crime, corruption, and eradicating drugs. Together with his team of cabinet members, they have introduced a 10-point social economic agenda, which I think will really help to drive the intended inclusive growth for the Philippines. So now tell me what this means for the business environment outlook. Well, the Filipino government is going to reduce crime, corruption, red tape, and increased infrastructure development. Domestic businesses are now quite optimistic and bullish on the new economic agenda. This is a healthy indicator for business and consumer sentiment. Our base case is that we will see the Filipino economy maintaining high growth levels, as the new administration maintains the macroeconomic fundamentals and tweaks them to include some of Duterte's policies. We are putting the base case at 60% that they will maintain growth, which is pretty high. And there is also a potential for an upside scenario, but it is very small. We are putting it at about 10%, whereas the downside is likely to be a little bit higher at 30%. That's not to say that we think there is going to be a lot of risk in the Philippines, but rather the base case really is outweighing everything else. And so it creates what we think is a fantastic business environment. So you mentioned the new administration's 10-point socioeconomic agenda. What do you think are the highlights of the plan for executives to be aware of? The 10-point socioeconomic plan focuses on improving infrastructure, strengthening social services, and accelerating rural development. It also hopes to improve the business climate by reforming the tax system. Many are also hopeful that the new administration will push for changes to review foreign ownership limits in certain industries so as to attract more foreign investors into the country. So Cheng Su, this is actually very different though than what we're hearing from the international media 
and even some multilateral institutions and what they're saying about the effect of Duterte's heavy-handed policies. Uh, can you provide your comment? First of all, we must understand that despite all the media negativity about Duterte's unconventional methods, he actually has the support from most of the Filipinos. They trust him a lot. Why do I say that? Because according to the Pulse Asia survey, approval ratings for Duterte increased to 91% in July 2016. This is far higher than the 34% received during his presidential campaign period, just a few months before. Filipinos want a leader that will change things and are different from the other presidents. 91% of the Filipinos believe that he will do what he promised, and 91% is actually a very high approval rating. It indicates that many Filipinos resonate well with the Duterte administration. So that's the local population, um, but how are the business owners viewing Duterte's policies? Despite what the international media is saying about the president, which are mainly negative, Duterte still has the strong support from local businesses. In fact, there are a lot of indications that local businesses are planning to expand their number of outlets now that Duterte has come to power. This is something that most people outside the Philippines have not fully taken into account in their analysis. And so what else has he then proposed that you believe will have an impact on the business environment beyond just being in, you know, maybe the anti-crime tough guy? His anti-crime efforts prove that Duterte is a tough guy, and he is different from his predecessors. Some of his anti-crime and corruption measures include exposing high-ranking officials. It is an indication that he will not be held back by powerful and influential people, and that he will do what it takes to deliver on his anti-corruption promises. We must also remember not to undermine his other policies that will shape a better business environment. Duterte's reputation of carrying out his promises has given companies plenty to look forward to. For example, his plan to push for infrastructure spending. There are already positive results as the president is receiving a lot of approval from the business community for policies that could bring about a better business climate. Domestic companies are supportive and encouraged by the new economic agenda. And as a result, they are also making new investments. Definitely a good sign for the Philippines. So Cheng Su, what is it that you're telling companies should do about this in this regard? What actions then should executives be taking as a result of your analysis? Well, two things. Number one is that they have to step up on their compliance standards in the Philippines. The reason for this is that with the anti-corruption campaign, Duterte's government is going to watch out for corruption in the business environment. So you have to make sure that your business complies with the anti-corruption measures that are set out. Second is to make sure that your team is kept up to date of the changes in the tendering process. If you sell through government project tenders, make sure that you understand the Freedom of Information Law, which we think is likely to be passed in Congress in the future. The law will allow for more transparency of the government information and tender records. So I know that Duterte comes from the Davao region and maintains strong ties there. Is this going to be a focus for his administration and what does that mean for how companies should then reprioritize their investments within the Philippines? Right. Duterte was the mayor for Davao City for 22 years before becoming president. So yes indeed, Davao region will remain his focus. It is also a common trend for former presidents to focus on their home regions. The current mayor of Davao City, who happens to be Duterte's daughter, has also pushed for development projects to start quickly. On top of that, budget allocated for infrastructure spending is expected to increase in the Davao region. 
Developing the rural area and reducing poverty were highlighted in the President's economic agenda, so we expect social protection to be enhanced. Private consumption would therefore be expected to increase in the lower income brackets. It is a good time for companies to work with their Filipino teams to identify new market opportunities in the Davao region. If we talk about investments in the Philippines as a whole, we see great potential in the Philippines. But we must also be aware the challenges in the public-private partnership projects, or PPP for short, will limit its infrastructure progress and how far the Philippines can grow. We feel that despite a push from the new government, progress on PPP projects will be limited because of the many stringent regulations and the complexity of such huge projects. Therefore, we advise companies to plan for delays in such projects and have conservative timelines. So Chung Siu, FSG works with a lot of different companies across a variety of industries. Which industries do you see the changes will impact first? And when do you expect to start seeing some of this uplift? Well, I think it is definitely going to impact the consumer space first. We have a bullish outlook on consumer spending in the Philippines, and we have revised our forecast up to 6.5%. As a result, consumer companies should be prepared for an uptick in the Philippines economy for the rest of the year. When it comes to technology, it is really about the offer of free Wi-Fi in public places. Companies should explore partnerships on the technological infrastructure side. What it also means is that there are more opportunities to experiment with e-commerce business models in the Philippines. Third, is for healthcare companies. The new opportunities are going to be in the rural areas and Davao region. So anything that you can do to increase your access to the expansion of hospitals and clinics in rural areas and the Davao region will set yourself up for strong business in the Philippines. Also, make sure that your distributors are building strong relationships within those in the rural areas and the Davao region for increased sales penetration. Davao region is also an attractive area to look at for manufacturing and industrial sector, as investment will definitely increase when infrastructure projects are completed in the Davao region in the medium to long term. Great. Well, Chung Su, as always, it was a pleasure chatting with you, and thank you again for your insight and analysis on the Philippines' burgeoning growth prospects. I want to mention that along with FSG's new market spotlight on the Philippines, we've also released a new study on distribution management in the country to help FSG clients optimize their channel networks in the country to position themselves for these economic tailwinds. Beyond this, FSG can be your preferred partner on growth strategy and channel network optimization through our custom advisory services. For more information, I'd encourage you to reach out to your client services director today. Thank you again, Ching Siu. Thank you, Cameron. Thank you.